2: Miss to, to the top, you're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty and Luke Johnson. We're in the uh, Southern Bank Core Studios here in Hattiesburg this afternoon. Uh, we're glad you're with us. Uh, Kelly's on the road. We'll be talking to him a little later in the program. Opening segment of the show sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Proud supporters of our program and, of course, Southern Miss Athletics. And we appreciate all they do, as we appreciate Southern Bank Bancorp for sponsoring our Hattiesburg and Laurel Studios. All right, Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation is on the Eagle Hour. He'll be joining us here in just a second. As I say, Kelly Sander is down in Poplarville, double header of Pearl River Baseball this afternoon. And uh, he's down there doing the PA announcing for that. But will be joining us here very shortly. Southern Miss back on the baseball diamond tonight, 23 and 8 on the season, taking on 13 and 19 Southeastern Louisiana. Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation. Heath, if you look at this on paper, you look at 13 and 19 Southeastern Louisiana, nationally ranked Southern Miss, uh, as high a national ranking as they've had in some time, 23 and 8. You would say this one is a piece of cake, but uh, a little sneaky at Southeastern Louisiana.
3: Yeah, I mean, uh team that beat Ole Miss, Arkansas, has some really good wins this season, beat La Tech, And it's uh, the game for Southern Miss. You can't have a letdown, or they'll come beat you. And right now, when you're looking at Southern Miss, at 11 RPI ranking and them below 100, it's not a game you want to lose because it could really hurt your RPI and drop you a lot of spots. So right now, Southern Miss is really in a – you got to – there's no letup. On the rest of the schedule, no matter who you play, and you can't have it when you're playing this. The Southeast Louisiana Stewart's going to be on the mound tonight, Uh, so I think I think this team is just this is a different team than they've had in the past. The way it's the way they've come together, the way they play. I I like the makeup of this team. I don't think they're going to overlook Southeast Louisiana.
2: At what, 12 of 15 since the uh, weekend uh, losing sweep uh, to Dallas Baptist team playing very well. National statistics that uh, Jack Duggan put out that I I found really interesting uh, today, Heath. Strikeout-to-walk ratio, Golden Eagles are second in the nation. Walks per nine innings, second in the nation. ERA, third in the nation. Whip, fourth in the nation. Strikeouts per nine innings, uh, tenth in the nation. Uh, the Golden Eagles have been hitting the ball pretty well overall, hitting a lot of home runs here of late, but, boy, the the pitching uh, so far this year has been the strength of this baseball team.
3: Oh, it has. There's no question about it. They've got they probably got five guys that they can uh, send out there to start any game and, and feel comfortable, and them starting and picking up a win, maybe even six, actually. Uh, deep bullpen. You look at these midweek games, this is a good time for Southern Miss to get a lot of bullpen work. Uh, for some guys. So even with Stewart going tonight, you you, you feel like you're going to get three or four out of him, and then they're going to turn it over and try to get some work for a lot of the guys out in the bullpen. But this is a very deep pitching staff, a very good pitching staff that can attack you from different angles. You In the pen, you've got righties, you've got lefties, you've got guys like a Stewart that can come over the top and, and fastball. you got Uh, sidearmers, you got lefties that kind of have a sidearm delivery, lefties over the top. They have everything out in that pen for any type of situation. That's what's usually with a bullpen you have maybe one area that you don't have a a certain type of pitcher for. Uh, They do. If they have to get a lefty out, they bring Storm in. They have have every piece in place in the bullpen that you're looking for to have a complete bullpen.
2: Luke Johnson, you worried about tonight being a trap game by any
0: chance? I was concerned this weekend was going to be a trap series, and the Eagles battled through it. You know, when you like you, you mentioned when you look at it on paper, Andrew Landry for them two and three with a nine point nine five ERA. Uh, he he uh, came in, I think, in relief last week um, in a game they beat Troy. Troy's a, a sixty or, or so RPI team. Um, Eagles 288 ERA, and, and he's some of these guys that you mentioned that need to get some work, like, for instance, the guy we're used to seeing, hadn't seen much this year, Gillentine, two appearances, Matthew Adams, two appearances, Blake Hunt, one appearance, Drew Boyd, five appearances. We hadn't seen Justin Storm in quite some while, and obviously, the uh, situation in the game is going to dictate that, but you jump on a starter with a nine ERA in order that you can get a little cushion in order to work some of those guys in.
3: Yeah, that's exactly right. You you want these guys? You're going to need them at some point of this season. You're going to need all that bullpen for whatever reason. You're going to need everybody, and you need them prepared. And a game like this, you hope uh, you can uh, get some runs early, get you a cushion, get those guys in there, get them some work, and also on top of that, Wee uh, Hunt's last outing wasn't that good. You want that guy to get in there and, and build some confidence. Uh, Boyd's done pretty well uh, when he's been out there, but other guys just haven't had a lot of work. You need to get them some work and, and get them some innings under their belt because that's going to be important later on this season if Golden Eagles are going to do what they feel they can do.
0: Bob, we didn't bring it up yesterday with Coach Barry while he was on the air. We talked about it after in the segment after he got off. Just to you know, we, we'll we'll talk about it next week. But um, I believe Hill Denson won his 458th uh, win on April the 11th, 1997. Scott Berry won his this past Sunday and tied Corky Palmer for second um, place in all-time wins. If he were to win tonight, he would uh, bypass Coach Palmer and take on in sole possession number two. So either way, Bob Getty, it's a historic night for, for Southern Miss. And here's the thing, too. You've got to, for the RPI to stay as high as it is, you've got to be pulling for Mississippi State, Ole Miss, yeah. Tulane, South Alabama, for these teams, and for Dallas Baptist. That's real, the real reason why the Eagles RPI, you know, those three losses had So you got to be pulling for these teams because you're about to play, uh, a sub or, or over 100 tonight. You're playing the worst team in Conference USA this weekend. So it's not just wins that you, you got to take care of your stuff. You got to hope somebody else wins too.
2: Yeah, no question. Coach Barry, of course, be the last person to want to brag about, um, about being second all time winning his coach if he wins tonight. But I think we all know what, uh, not only a great coach he is, great person and uh, certainly a, a now a legend in Southern Miss uh, history. Heath Hinton, uh, I know what's on the back of everybody's mind, and we hear that every year. You know, we want to host a regional. We want to win the regional. We want to go to a super regional. How, In light of the fact that Ole Miss is struggling now some and Mississippi State seems to really be having a subpar year, one would think that the NCAA would definitely want regional tournaments in Mississippi because they know – what kind of crowds those tournaments will draw. How close is Southern Miss uh, to getting itself in that position? And uh, what are they I, – I realize they have to win, but, I mean, do they have to win every series outright? Can they just uh, – I mean, sweep every series? Can they just win their series? Do they have some room for error?
3: I think they've got to win every series going forward if they want to be – A national seed, which is what they're fighting for now. I mean, when you're 11 in RPI, you want to get in that top eight. Uh, you've got to try to, you've got to win every series. You can't drop a series. I think maybe, perhaps, depending on what Ole Miss and State does, if they drop a series and Dallas Baptist picks up some more wins, you know, maybe you could still host. But Southern Miss fans, they need to be, I hate to say this, but you need to, you know, uh, jump on, make sure you're rooting for Ole Miss and State as bad as it is. You need those guys to start winning some games. Help your RPI out. Tulane, too, they need to start winning some games because that does nothing but help Southern Miss. So people out there, I understand bragging, you know, undefeated. I get it. But you also got to look at the long uh, long game here. And you need uh, State and Ole Miss need to start winning some games and winning some big games
0: you yeah it's it's kind of a two-edged sword they both of them I think are tied for uh, the bottom in the SEC west so that does help you as far as you're carrying you know water for the whole state in regards to hosting um you <laughs> you don't want one of them to go undefeated the rest of the way and uh, you drop a series and all of a sudden I don't think this can happen unless something pretty dramatic happened but you don't want to get them back into the hosting conversation so it's kind of like the teetering of both edges you want them to win some games um, but you don't want them just to take off and you certainly don't want them scorching hot if they were to be a two or a three seed in your own regional
2: right well as we all know and and I think it's fair to say Heath they don't have to do as much to get a regional as Southern Miss does Ole Miss Ole Miss is still in the regional hunt whether they're losing series or not
3: yeah, because the SEC and S C C does have good baseball. And look, you're looking at RVI's. Uh, Ole Miss is at 48. I think State's down around 90, uh, 91, 92 somewhere down in there. So uh, I mean, they've got a lot of work to do still. But yeah, if they finish in the top half of you know the West, they'll hope.
2: As Coach no Barry says, though, stay in the middle of the ring. Southeastern Louisiana tonight's got to win that game. Uh, Before you worry about anything else. When we come back, we're going to talk, Heath, about Southern Miss basketball. Some movement taking place there. Interesting. We'll have that conversation next.
0: Southern Miss, to the top, top. you're
1: tuned in to the Eagle Hour.
2: Campus Bookmark at CampusBookmark.net, that's where you go to get your Southern Miss apparel. They're open six days a week on Hardy Street. You can also shop them online at CampusBookmark.net. They'll deliver your merchandise right to your front door. Kelly Sanders down in Poplarville, Mississippi. He'll be joining us later in the show, but... Right now we've got Heath Hinton, proprietor and owner of Big Gold Nation, uh, on the show with us. And uh, Heath, two basketball transfers. Let's talk a little bit about that. And then I think always the question, too, is there was so much hubbub about all the players that uh, left the team to enter the the portal. But how many of those have signed elsewhere, and how many of those you think may end up right back here?
3: Man, to be honest, maybe a couple. uh, Depends. Depends on who they. uh, If they don't get what they feel like they want, I think you could see a couple of them back. Maybe a Tyler Stevenson comes back. Uh, You know, Coach Ladner said that you know some of them he doesn't want back. So I think Stevenson's the guy that if he has a chance to come back, you would want him. The rest of them out of that group, I'm not sure. I'm not sure Pierre is going to come back because he's getting some really good looks uh, from some schools. So we'll just see what happens, but I think maybe a couple of those guys might come back, but we'll see. I do know Tay Hardy is getting looked at by UTEP right now, so uh, interesting situation there.
2: Is that an upward move? I mean, to go to UTEP or is it? but that more not, social media what, followers? Yeah, I guess that's probably right. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, what about? Yeah, it's
3: it's interesting. I mean, it's is it an upward move or is it a lateral move? Maybe their facilities are a little better. Do they have a little more basketball? I don't want to say basketball. Maybe they have a little more gravitas to their basketball program because of what they've done in the past,
2: mm-hmm.
3: per se. But I don't want to say that you know it's a it's an upward move, but no. it's a move.
2: Uh, who are the main players that have transferred here and remain on the roster as we speak today?
3: Okay, so right now you've got uh, Neftali uh, Alvarez, young man out of Mercer, uh, injured last season, graduate transfer, averaged 12 points, 12.4 points a game, a guy that can score, but once again coming off injury. So you kind of have to, you know, look at it from that aspect. How is he going to be? Is he going to be fully uh, ready to play for the season? But I feel like he is, but that's one guy – Another one Austin Crowley guard from Old Miss. Last season Crowley uh averaged uh right under five points, four point nine, a little under two rebounds at one point seven and two and a half assists. He shot thirty nine point two percent from the floor. a uh, six five guy, a combo guard maybe that can uh also go down and play the three, spread the floor. So you know you got those two guys coming in and then uh Pinkney still here, Mormon so you got a couple of guys that are still around. So he's trying to build the squad piece by piece and those are two the guys that he got in so
2: far. Luke, are you feeling any better now than you were at the end of the season about the roster in the future?
0: Uh no, we gotta have Biggs. Um you gotta have Biggs. Pinkney hasn't gone anywhere. He's a six eight. Mormon's still there. I don't think Denajay Harris has, has said anything, correct, Heath?
3: No, you're right. Denajay's still there, uh, which surprised him because of Tyler but then again, he, uh, who knows? So Dinage is still here, but maybe that's good news. Tyler comes back. There's another big they could add if he would come
0: back. Yeah. So you, you got to have bigs. I mean, you, you lost both your point guards. You lost Napper and Bolden. Um, lost your shooter guard. And I mean, let's be honest. Really, all they have, uh, really, apart from Pinkney, they got Yoxon. Um and Mormon and Harris. That's the only really scally guys you got, right, Heath?
2: Yeah, that's it. That's it.
3: You. This is a total rebuild. It is a total rebuild.
0: But, but here's simple. the thing, though. So so with that said, you say it's a rebuild, and we may find ourselves where every season is a rebuild. You're not building a program. Yep. You're just building a team because of the portal. But, I mean, that even puts more pressure on Jay Ladner. He's got to win now. Yes.
3: And you also got to get quality players to come in. And as a coach, can you guarantee them more than one year? Well, you got two guys that have one year left coming in, uh, who's going to come in on the backside of that knowing that they may not, their coach is recruiting them, may only be here a year? Makes things a little more difficult. Um, but, you know, it, it's a point where it is in basketball. You have to recruit your team every year. That's what the transfer portal has done. And we're seeing it now and hopefully, uh, you know, you look at the situation at Southern Miss, uh, there are going to be some coaches that come in. Maybe, uh, Coach Ladder takes that up. You have some coaches that come in that bring some players. That's happened in the past. We'll see if that happens. Uh, could be an option for him going forward if he needs players. So we'll see. We'll see. But, uh, man, it's a tough rebuild. Every every green coliseum right now for the men's basketball team.
2: Is there a limit to the? Is there a time limit on this transfer portal? I mean, is there a certain after a certain date you cannot enter, or is that just ongoing?
3: It's ongoing. I mean, you can sign guys all the way up to school year starts. I think, for if I'm not mistaken, to enter the portal, you can you have till June the 1st. If you're uh, maybe maybe May the first if it's basketball, but it's either May or June 1st. You still got time to enter your players right now. Yeah. Uh, but it, as far as recruiting goes, it goes all the way up to the school year starts. So he could sign guys right before school starts. And that may be what happens. So Maybe uh who's left out there that didn't get the offers they wanted and they need somewhere to play now and he may have to go out there and get them. That's what I'm saying. This may be a situation where you know uh a lot of people uh considered Isaiah Moore with the technical issues, he may be a boy scout compared to what they may have to get in just to create a team. So we'll see what happens.
2: All right, about four minutes left. I'm going to ask both you guys this. So I'm around a lot of my family, uh, cousins this past weekend, and a couple of these guys, they're big Mississippi State fans. And uh, so they concede to me that we have the best baseball team in the state, grudgingly, but they're honest guys. They had to admit, you know, you have the best baseball team in Mississippi this year, Uh, no comparison. And and they were just, you know, they really were – uh from a distance they were really they were really great uh you know admiration for our baseball program and our coach. Then they would ask me, but is the football team gonna get back to what it used to be? And I didn't know how to answer that, Luke Johnson.
0: I mean, being the fact that, you know, they're SEC guys, they should should know, you know, what kind of talent we brought in. We we had a bunch of you know, two stars transfer out, a much of three stars come in and I, that's important. The line's going to be better. Um, it's, it's, we're going to beat the dead horse until, until the season starts. Everything rests on quarterback play. That's it. Everything rests on quarterback play and decision making. And that's punning, where it's going to lie. Punning. Don't forget punters. Well, we have a pretty good punter, Mason. Okay. Awesome. Mason's pretty good, okay. but th- yeah. that's where it's all going to fall. We got the skill guys. We got guys that can catch. We guys got got guys that can run, and now we have guys uh, that can block. And we're going to have some more daddies up front on the defensive line. Linebacker core is probably as deep as it's been in quite a while. You feel good about the coaching. You feel good about the motivation. It's all quarterback play.
2: You agree, Heath?
3: I do agree. I think it's all quarterback play. I think you got the skills, the running backs. <laughs> Uh, the offensive line is going to get better. Uh, you got the transfers; they're going to get better every time once they learn the offense. And you know, I was talking to my brother the other day. He's a big Mississippi State fan, and he told me, he "said Well, what do you think uh, about Southern Miss this year?" And I was kind of joking with him. And Jess, I said, "Well, you tell me. Um, you tell me what it takes to come back from being last in the conference to being a really good team in the conference." Uh, and, and I, and I was kind of serious and he kind of thought for a second and he goes, yeah, he said, if I was looking at it and I'm a state fan, I like what you're doing because I see kind of the same progression that they made under, uh, Dan Mullen a little bit with how they did things. So you like what you're seeing. They're still got to play the game on the field. They're a lot deeper. You know, coach, uh, Hall came in with two scholarships. He's at 82 now, uh, you don't want to push too many more forward because you want to recruit in class next year. I think he's about finished uh, hitting the portal. But uh, you like what the duration is going. This wasn't a one-year rebuild. It wasn't going to happen in a year. But you have to think this team's going to be better just because of the numbers and the talent that's bought in.
2: Right. And does it make both of you guys feel good, though, to have avid Mississippi State fans say, you know, you really do have the best baseball team in the state this year.
3: It, it does. It, it tickles me, my brother. Uh, you know, he's always been. You know, he's a diehard Mississippi State guy. So it uh, tickles me when he has to say it. But you know, he also made a good point. He said, "Look, baseball is a sport. Southern Miss is. Uh, you know, there's no. Southern Miss should not be looked on as a mid-major in
0: baseball. No, I course. think now you, know that's you a follow that,
3: for Southern Miss.
0: You know how you follow that compliment I, up, Bob? Uh huh. And we are the best baseball team in Mississippi without the yearly welfare checks from It Just Means <laughs> yes, More yes. Conference.
2: Well, I, I did tell yep. one of them, well, you were at the mountaintop last year, and he said, yeah, but, you know, that mountaintop looks awfully far away now. So uh, I think a reality may have set back in. But, uh, yeah, I thought they were very complimentary of our team and of our program, it, and as they should
3: be. It's amazing how
0: far you can fall in a year. Oh, uh, you're not kidding. It's
3: yeah. amazing. That's hey. right.
0: We, but we're not going to be arrogant, because we might be eating our words That's tomorrow, Exactly right. hours from Steady now. Steady wins right.
2: the race. Stay in the middle of the ring. Everything that uh, Scott Berry has taught us. All right, Heath, always a pleasure, my friend. We'll talk to you next week.
3: Yes, sir. Y'all have a good
2: one, man. Heath Hinton, everybody. Big Gold Nation, go-to place for Southern Miss news and information. We hope you'll check them out. Kelly Sanders next. We'll talk to him. He's on the road, but joining the Eagle Hour next. Welcome back to the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel, Bob Kelly, and uh, Bob Kelly's actually on the road. Uh, I'm in Hattiesburg. Luke is in the Southern Bancor Studio over in Laurel. Quick reminder, you can hear the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast every day on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn, and listen to this, Kelly Center. Now you can just tell Alexa to play Super Talk Eagle Hour, and she'll play it for you. Do you know Alexa? Have you met Kelly, Alexa?
1: I think we spoke once. She said something about having some mace and don't come another step closer. No, I that think a, you, that was
2: that? A, no. I think that was the different Alexa that you told me about oh. the day after that oh. happened. Yeah.
1: Okay. Sorry about that. Yeah, no, Then no. I don't know her.
2: All right. So 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 if you don't catch us uh, live on the stations that we broadcast on, uh, you can always catch us, and uh, we got some numbers today that indicate a lot of you are doing that, and we really do. Appreciate that very much. 4th Street Bar and Girl sponsors this segment of the Eagle Hour, and uh, they have a great lunch, at dollars 95 Monday through Friday. Always have good food in the evenings, and they'll have the ball games on. Unfortunately, I hear Luke Johnson, and I just can't find any indication that the uh, FIU games this weekend are going to be available on a stream.
0: Yeah, we're supposed to have AJ Ricketts, uh, the voice of the FIU Panthers, uh, tomorrow on the show, so maybe he can. Shed some light on there. But, yeah, the Southern Miss baseball schedule has the only thing, uh, just just John Cox and and the radio broadcast is uh, all you can uh, tune mm-hmm. in. But, I mean, in some ways it's better than having, what, the security camera at the top of the Ferris wheel. There's like no
2: question Green. about that. There's no question about that. That made you just want to bash your head into the TV screen.
0: Kelly, all right, we're talking, uh, we got a couple, you know, several polls coming out, a few more than what we mentioned yesterday. Of course, uh, Southern Miss is 11th in D1. Baseball America, they're 14th. Baseball writers are the National Collegiate Baseball Writers Association poll 15th. Um, coaches poll 14th. Who are the people at collegiate baseball? I'm, I'm like, I am convinced that some of these, there's like one dude out there that gets a couple sponsorships, puts forth the poll. Eagles are 27th in collegiate baseball, Kelly.
1: I think, I think there's a guy that runs that outfit, and his name is Rudy McLeod. Um, <laughs> I, I think he, I think he might be akin to Judy. I don't know which which would explain that's a lot. A
2: long lost brother.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know, and and that's why Scott Barry has always kind of made light of those sorts of things. He said, you know, he, as he said on our program before, fans enjoy those type of numbers, but the only numbers that count to him are W's and L's. And um, boy, the the Eagle Express is rolling like it hasn't rolled in a long time right now, and let's and let's hope it keeps up. What what worries me about the team and it's only a, it's only a slight worry is that you know most of the heavy lifting they've done in conference USA already. I mean, you know they they they've beaten some of the, the better teams already and the way the schedule has has turned out, you know now you're now you're playing some of the weaker teams. Well, when you've played so well, sometimes you play these weaker teams and think that you can kind of sleepwalk through them and win and that's when it jumps up and tends to bite you you-know-where. And I don't think you're going to have to worry about that with this team because, as he talked about, the chemistry and the leadership that is really unique to this particular team this year. But, but boy, as a fan, those are the ones that worry me because as, as well as you're playing, the last thing you want to go do is to go down there to FIU and stub your toe even once. Yeah. Um, you know, FIU and Rice are at the at the bottom of the conference, and when would you ever think that the Rice Owls would be dead stinking last in whatever conference in baseball.
2: Right. Does this team worry you tonight, Kelly? Uh, Luke and I were talking about it earlier. They've won some pretty big games, southeastern Louisiana, beating Ole Miss, beating Troy, beating Arkansas. Do they worry you?
1: Of course. Uh, Matt Reiser, uh, who is a native of Picayune, played at Picayune High School, I think. Uh, He's been the coach there for a long time. And Ryan Hughes, who went on to play in the Pirates organization, he was uh, an assistant coach there. Southeastern, out of the Southland Conference, you know the Southland gets beat up pretty badly in football and in basketball, but in baseball, you know they've had Stephen F. Austin, they've had uh, uh, Sam Houston, they've had some really good baseball programs uh, come through there. You know Northwestern State came here last year and, and won one out of the three games. Southeastern Louisiana is always tough to beat in baseball, in particular. That I think is their by far their strongest, most consistent program. Um, sound like sound like anybody familiar uh that <laughs> their baseball program has been real strong for a long time and, and the other sports have struggled as of late so right. so yeah I mean, Riser
0: in, in his this is his ninth season she scrapped 2020s it didn't count you know basically every year he's had more than 30 wins uh, most of those were in the mid 30s he had two back-to-back 40 win seasons and hmm. and kelly just to, to what Bob said they lost uh, to Lafayette on the road by one run. Um, they beat Louisiana Tech. They beat Arkansas in Fayetteville. Turnaround around, lost to Tech again, beat Ole Miss. Ole Miss actually was in Hammond um, for that loss uh, to Tulane by one run. Um, then beat Troy last week, and Troy's kind of a, a, a sleeper. They're, they're around 64, I think, RPI, but having a really, really good year. And uh, they were at thirteen and ten at one point, and then they lost like seven or eight in a row. Won a series against Texas A&M Corpus Christi this past weekend, so they're on a two-game winning streak. Coming in tonight, we we talked about their starter earlier um, in the show, Andrew Landry. He's got a nine point nine five ERA. So you know, maybe first uh, go around in the lineup, Golden Eagles can put some runs on the board in order to to get more guys opportunities to pitch tonight
1: they've also southeastern Louisiana over the years has had their share of wins over lSU as well so it's a program that uh, that you know they've struggled here a little bit lately but they know how to win and they know how to win the big games because um, when you're recruiting against tech and southern miss and some of these guys you have to have some of those marquee wins so that you can get you know some guys to give your program credence and and land some of those recruits so yeah I think I said last week don't sleep on no, southeastern Louisiana,
2: they they can no. play. Kelly, uh, tonight, if the Golden Eagles win, Scott Berry will move into second place all time, passing Corky Palmer, uh, winning his coach in Southern Miss history. He, of course, is. If we try to bring that up to him, I can tell you he's going to downplay it and he's going to give sure. credit to everybody around him. It's just the kind of man Scott Berry is. But put in perspective, uh, put in perspective the job Scott Berry's done at Southern Miss.
1: Well, I think when you look back at the the history of Southern Miss baseball, if you ask the layman on the street who's the all-time winningest coach at Southern Miss, most people would probably say Pete Taylor. You know, because of all the, all the years that he was there. But when you, you know, when you look at all the years that Pete Taylor was there, and of course baseball, it was a different it was a different time then. But still to amass the number of wins that Coach Barry has amassed in a short period of time, dealing Really, and I'm not sure that he's really had the same coaching staff for any more than maybe two seasons because assistants were, you know, Federico got hired at Louisiana Monroe, and Kaye got hired at Texas A&M. I mean, it's been this, which is a good thing that your assistant coaches obviously are being hired by these big programs, but it's tough to, he has been the rudder on this ship for as long as, as I can remember, even with the assistant coach changes. Um, and now this team that he has this year is a direct reflection of his attitude of you know being very humble and gracious. And I think I think this season he'll overtake Hill Denson uh, and be the number one guy of all time.
0: Hmm. Luke, your thoughts about Scott Berry? Yeah, I'm, I was listening yesterday. He was uh, he was being interviewed, and you know they were asking him, particularly like, why do you uh... you know why are you in the third base box? <laughs> And why do you coach the third base box? You know, because uh, some guys don't do that. And it was really interesting what he said. He said, you know, it was for recruiting purposes. Um, he said he got tired of, you know, just some inconsistency from uh, because and sign giving other things because, you know, these guys midweek were having to travel, you know, and, and uh, be on the road to recruit. And so he said, well, you know, I, I think I can do a pretty good job reading defenses and, um, you know, kind of can just, you know, take control out there. He, he's a unique guy because I'd, he knows, but I'd, he never demonstrates it and looking he is, he is an extremely good coach. I'm not just talking about like like X's and O's, like managing players, like managing a program. And I think perhaps sometimes he doesn't realize how good he is and he may do that on purpose. I think you'll look back at at this time in Southern Miss sports later on, and you, and you will say, even for our you know financial struggles, we only paid that dude you know two hundred thousand dollars a year. That was the deal of a lifetime. Uh, there's no question about it. And
2: uh and and I, I can just tell you personally, he's an even better person. He's he's a kind, caring, and uh and great guy. Now you know Kelly that uh, the real secret behind Scott's success is the coaching of Al Holder from up in the stands and, and Al would be the first to tell you that
1: Oh is that even up for discussion? No I don't I, mean, I
2: don't think it is. No.
1: I Al-, mean, Al, Hol- Al Al Holder coached Pete Taylor in Dixie Youth baseball. <laughs> So, so that tells you how long Al Holder
2: has You know he's going to hear that this afternoon, right? He's he's one of those guys that listens every day on the podcast. So you know I'm going to get a text about that
0: later tonight, Kelly. Well,
1: well there's there's nobody that knows. But, I mean, I, actually, I think he roomed with Abner Doubleday. Uh,
0: when, the, when the secret comes out, Bob, that, you know, Al Holder has been the success, they'll make a bobblehead in his, in his honor, and he'll be holding applesauce, and it'll be passed out to all the Southern Miss faithful
1: yeah there'll be a, there'll be a bowl of applesauce and right prunes right next to it. you know.
0: <laughs> Kelly
2: we'll see you later.
1: <laughs> All right guys, have a good day. We'll uh, talk to you tomorrow.
2: We'll be right back.
0: Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Final segment of the Eagle Hour, as it is every day, brought to you by D-Bat and D-1 Training. Hardy Street and Hattiesburg Training on the right, instruction and batting cages on the left. Great pro shop in there, Easton, Rawlings, everything you need equipment-wise, and then, getting some of the best shape of your life on the D1 training site, 70-yard indoor turf running facility. It's all at DBAT and D1, DBAT, Southern Miss golf had a struggled in the first uh, two rounds, shooting a whole lot better um, today. Uh, Hunter Atkins fired back after uh, a opening round 75, shot 69 in the second round, and the Golden Eagles right now 17th in the team. Uh, in front of Memphis and South Alabama. But Atkins uh, shooting a one-over today. Robbie Ladder shooting one-over today. Bryce Wilkinson shooting two-over today. And uh, Golden Eagles just are finishing out that as a team, just four-over today. So uh, congrats to them improving at the Mulsey Oak Collegiate. Tonight, Southern Miss uh, takes on Southeastern Louisiana. First pitch uh, set for 6 o'clock at the Pete. Andrew Landry, 2-3 and three with a 9.95 ERA takes on Tyler Stewart, 2 0, 2.292 ERA. Southern Miss uh, leads the all time series. It dates back to 1948. 75 wins to 48 losses in Hattiesburg. Golden Eagles are 42 and 17 against the Southeastern Louisiana Alliance. Kind of expect tonight, uh, you know, Tyler Stewart, he had, really hadn't thrown more than about three, four innings. So uh, maybe get three innings out of him and then see the bullpen come in. All right, Bob, uh, RPI-wise, Southern Miss 11th. The other teams in Conference USA, Louisiana Tech 35th, UTSA 50th, Middle Tennessee 67th, UAB 81. So that means there's five Conference USA teams in the top 100. FAU right outside the top 100 at 103. Charlotte at 113. Old Dominion at 134. Rice at 198. Marshall at 214, Western Kentucky 226, FIU 227. So um, I think Southeastern is somewhere in the 125 range. So, uh, a, a team tonight you can beat, a team tonight you probably should beat, but a team you can't take for granted because of what they've seen. And I think it goes back to it, if we are able to generate some runs early on, then we can allow uh, some of those pitchers to be able to come in the game a little later and get some work in. As Ethan said, uh, you're going to need everybody as the season draws to to a close.
2: Right, it's the first of two games against Southeastern uh, Louisiana. We'll uh, be going there on the 26th of April. Uh, and some tough midweek stuff coming up, Luke. Uh, next week, let's see. Uh, you go going to play Southeastern Louisiana tonight. Next Tuesday night, you're at Tulane. Then you have New Orleans uh, in the Pete on Wednesday. And then on the 26th, you're at Southeastern Louisiana. And then on May the 1st, uh, check that, on uh, this, uh, May the, May the 3rd. 3rd, you're at South Alabama. So, And then on the 11th of May, oh Miss is here. So uh, still some pretty hard midweek games in front of the Golden Eagles.
0: They are, and, and you know, you look at the midweek and then, you know, uh, you're playing the, the bottom team in, in Conference USA. We, we talked about how, you know, the the front end was going to be really tough for conference with FAU and, and then uh, Louisiana Tech two out of three weekends. I'm telling you what, this last stretch – when you go South Al, Old Dominion, Ole Miss, UTSA, and Middle Tennessee, it, it the way the RPI is shaping up, it actually might be a more difficult run um, in conference than some of uh, the out of conference uh, lineup was to start the season. So, yeah, I mean you you can't peak at the right time. Coach Barry told us yesterday, just he's telling the team stay in your lane, do what you can do. Play your best, do what needs to be
2: done, and it'll take care of itself. Well, you know it's raining outside of our Hattiesburg studio right now, and I just picked my phone up and looked, and uh, there is a, a according to the uh, weather information, a one hundred percent chance of rain today between two and three o'clock, and then uh, it's just showing a uh, partly cloud or cloudy skies uh, the rest of the night, and then rain coming back into the forecast around ten
0: tonight. So, Luke Johnson, we're not going to have a weather problem here, are we? we got turf, we're good, 20 yeah. minutes, and they'll be able to play. Yeah, um, People will be able to see tonight at the Pete as they've kind of put up kind of the skeleton of the big 30 by 50 video board, and, man, mm-hmm. it's huge. I was seeing some pictures on social media. You can go on the so- Southern Miss baseball Twitter account and, and see that. So people will be able to see that tonight. That's the reason to get excited. That thing's going to be massive.
2: Yeah, no question, and going to be going to be a great addition to uh, to Pete Taylor Park. Hey, real quickly, I just you know I want to I want to just thank so many people that have reached out to me uh, in the past several days uh, regarding the passing of my mother. I was pretty much I'll be honest, I was overwhelmed with how many people contacted me and reached out to me in various ways, and appreciate you guys holding the fort down for me, Lucas, as as you always do, and uh, you know uh, Mississippi and. Hattiesburg, Southern Mississippi, Uh, it's just a great place
0: to live. A lot of kind people in this world, Luke. Well, we love you, man, and uh, you know when you hurt, we hurt, and we'll never be able to, you know, know uh, exactly how you felt, just because uh, that's that's your mother, and um, she brought you into this world, and you took care of her, and served her well, and uh, even yesterday when Coach Barry was going off, he gave a fitting eulogy, called your mom a Eagle fan, a devout listener of Southern Miss baseball, no question, and I'm very very grateful to all of y'all for uh, everything you've done. Okay,
2: back tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Until then, Southern Miss. To the top.
0: Time keeps on slipping,
3: slipping, slipping Into the future Time keeps on slipping,
2: slipping, slipping Into the future I want
3: to fly like an eagle a Supertalk
0: A super talk Mississippi Media Production.